The Staff and Graph Podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. In looks are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph Podcast. I am Mike Stevens of Sports Illustrated and the Hockey News, and sitting across from me is the one and the only future first female GM in NHL history, Rachel Dory. Rachel, before I even ask you how you're doing, I want to know, you've, you've told me there was a white t-shirt incident that, that you had, I believe it was today. Now that could... It was today, yes. Yeah, now <laughs> that, I want everyone to calm down because that could sound a little suggestive, a white t-shirt incident, you know, let's relax. <laughs> But Just Rachel, everybody turn down the horniness yeah, about six notches. Already, we're 33 seconds into the podcast. <laughs> let's let's tone that down for a second. But Rachel, what happened? Because I'm sitting, I'm waiting with bated breath to hear about this. Okay, so I like if you listen to this podcast by now, you know that I work at the bank. Yes, and it is year end at the bank, which means I am not sleeping and I'm literally doing nothing other than working. But I was in the office because we're allowed to go to the office now. And I work on pay. And I didn't check the weather this morning. So I got up this morning. I put on my very nice tailored dress pants of that course. I got during the pandemic. And a very nice white Hugo Boss dress shirt. And? And it was white. And, and skin happened? tight. And I went to the office and everything was fine. Everything was great. It was a nice, you know, commute, whatever. I don't own an umbrella. And I think you know where this is going. Oh, no. So I went. Yeah. I went to go out for lunch today. And because of like where my office is, like you can't see like what the weather's like outside. Like you just basically you're going kind of thing right mm-hmm. so i checked the weather app on my phone it says it's cloudy so i'm like ah, i'm good let's go and so i go and normally i go to italy because that's where like my office is and it's where but it's i was at. like yeah it's where it's at and this time i was like you know what i'm probably gonna go to yorkville like i'll grab something for lunch like whatever i'm gonna go for a nice walk is what it is i literally the elevator doors open i turn the corner and it is pouring like absolutely pouring i'm like oh this is a problem and at this point i've already texted someone i work with italy is like a 45 minute wait so that's not happening so i'm like i i've got to do this right yeah and so i'm like all right so now i'm wearing dress shoes that aren't exactly conducive to running and i'm like all right we're doing this so i go i get my food and one of the people I was with looks at me and she goes, you need new shirt. And I look down, I'm like, you, I need you, new shirt. You entered a wet t-shirt contest in the middle of the workday, basically. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that, and think about it. What I said, it was white and skin tight. So yep. we're already aggressive here. So thankfully, my friend is the head of security at Holt Renfrew downtown, like the mm, big one. That's huge. So I texted him and I was like, so small problem. I'm going to send you a picture and I think you're going to know what I'm going to need. I sent him a snap of me. Yes. And he responded back and he went, 
I will have a shirt waiting for you. I'll see you in 10 minutes. I got you. Yeah. And so then I went like I went over and I got a shirt and it was not white. And also I got an umbrella. (laughs) Incredible. Yeah. But yeah, I straight up like there was no way I was going back into the office. No way. Like I work at the bank. I don't work somewhere where like that could be like you can't do that. No, you can't. Like it's you and especially don't, like the vice president was in today. Like we're not doing that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yeah, I remember working corporate. Like you know, I worked for like Samsung and Cushman and Wakefield and stuff. And there were time. There were definitely times where like that. Not not like not. I didn't enter at t-shirt contest, but I do know that there was definitely an enforced dress code. And if you came sauntering in. <laughs> Right out of your wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> it was, and like, to be fair, like the dress code has relaxed a little bit because of like COVID and not many people are in the office, but it's still a head office of a bank and we just can't be doing that. Yeah. But I, d- I did wear, you would know this because mm-hmm. you saw them the other day. I wore the purple. Oh, uh, you did? Those are wind- so, okay. Yeah. Folks, Rachel has, has this purple suit. That she showed me. So I went over to Rachel's house to watch the Leafs game, which was a very, very entertaining overtime period, by the way. Um, but went over to, to Rachel's suit, uh, Rachel's suit, Ran, went over to Rachel's house to watch uh, the Leafs game and drink some purple gin, um, which was awesome. <laughs> it was <laughs> the awesome. purple gin. And uh, incredible. And so and also on top of that, Rachel showed me some of her like because we hadn't seen each other in person in a very long time. So Rachel showed me some of her suits that she had picked up and she has this purple one that is freaking rad it is so sick and god forbid that thing got caught in the rain god forbid any damage whatsoever happened to it because that would be a disgrace a disaster yeah it was and so like i even looked good today and then just white t-shirt contest and i was like ah damn so that dress shirt is going to the dry cleaners to see what can be done um i think it can get solved i think it can get salvaged I think I think so too, but most importantly, the suit remained intact. Oh, thank God! Because guys, yeah, like I want, I want, like I want to find like a male version of that, like matching suits. Hell yeah! Do you yeah. like the purple one or the red one? I like the I like the red one, but the purple one is the purple like, one's fire. People need to embrace purple more. I think like it's we my don't, favorite color. Really, I didn't. Okay, well there you go. Like people don't there aren't there isn't enough purple in sports uniforms. There's not enough purple, like, just out in the world. We need more purple. Absolutely. Um, but all right. Speaking yeah, of... Yeah, so that was my white t-shirt oh my stitch God. today. Not, not ideal. But you, shout you, out... You, you came back from spring break, basically, uh, at work, yeah. into the office. Yeah. Shout Incredible. out my boy at Holt for hooking your girl up. And I'm pretty sure their shirt is Alexander McQueen. And oh, I was well, like, that can't have been cheap. Uh, no. I like like you throw around brands sometimes that I've literally never heard of before because like it's hilarious. I don't own for for reference. I don't own a single piece of Alexander McQueen because it is that expensive. So I'm like, I really hope you just pulled this off the sale rack. <laughs> like, I really hope you just pulled this off a of clearance because I would not have paid full pop. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's clearance racks have always been uh, be oh, my friend. Yeah. Um, all right. Racket winners, man. Oh my that God. Shit is the bomb for anyone the target in the U S obviously. Um, or for the people in Germany, cut of a, that okay. is, that's like all the German brands that are super expensive, like Hugo boss and stuff like that. But like for 10% of the price, <laughs> it's incredible. Damn. 
For real? Yeah. Well, because Hugo Boss is domestic, so already when you're over there, it's like 40% of the price that it is here, and then you get it at like 50 off, so it's literally Man, whack. Man, I gotta like, go to Germany. Oh, yeah. We're... You gotta, you gotta come. Anyways, let's talk about hockey yeah, now that ho- we've all heard happened. about my white t-shirt incident or white dress shirt incident. Yeah, yeah we're just gonna call it the white t-shirt incident because it's a lot more fun to, to, That's to do that. That's white t-shirt incident is yeah. the name of this podcast. Oh man, that that'll they say sex sells, so that that'll that'll draw <laughs> in some some people there. The white t-shirt incident, like it's just people. No one will have any idea uh, what it's about. All right, um, Montreal sucks, Rachel. So what's worse, my white t-shirt incident or Montreal's general play? I think Montreal has had a white t-shirt incident just to, holy crap, it's thundering outside and just lightning like crazy. Um, it just okay, lit up. Okay, you, you heard that too? Yeah, it just lit up my entire place. So that's great. Um, but no, Woo! the Montreal, it's great. I think we're, we're living in the middle of like a, right now, a torrential downpour. It so. is Sharknado right now. Yeah, it's a Sharknado. So if we get whisked away in the middle of the podcast, like just, you know, you'll know what happened. But Montreal is a Sharknado of terribleness right now. They're 0-4. I think they've scored three goals on the season. Um, they got booed by bad? like. what? Pardon? <laughs> is that bad? Oh, that's very bad. That's okay. very bad indeed. Um, they also got booed by like the 3,000 fans that were left in their building at the end of losing 5 nothing to the Sharks, and it was bad. Um, everything is terrible. It's so bad that four games yes. in the season, the general manager had to call a press conference, and you know that is Which, terrible. <laughs> to be fair, like I'm just going to put this out there right now. No one calls a press conference four games into the season if things are going well, like nope. the Buffalo Sabres are not calling a press conference. And I mean, things are not going the best for the organization as a whole right now mm-hmm. in Buffalo. Although they did just hire Dominic Gallimini, yes. which is legit. Like shout out. Fantastic. Incredible. Hire. <laughs> they have Sam Ventura and uh, Dom and Dominic Gallimini. The, I would say the smartest Dom on uh, hockey Twitter. Dare I say? Yes. Yeah. And I would say even the most handsome, too. I'm going to say that as well. Yes. Shots across the bow. Um, no, but that's that's fantastic. Buffalo, it's it's really difficult to wrap your head around Buffalo doing smart things. Um, but this is one of them. And now when Buffalo inevitably gets turned around, it will be all um, Dom's uh, doing. Dom and Sam. Exactly. But, Sam and uh, Dom. Dom and Sam. If whole, I would say, like, in terms of the panic scale, calling a press conference at... <laughs> Four games into the season after 0-4 is probably like at a 9. I would say 10 is like cleaning house that early on. What, what What's your take on what's going on here? Because this is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, so let's face, let's let's get some facts out there. Montreal finished 18th last year. Yeah, they were not they good. Ma- they made it to the cup final on the back of Carey Price and some extremely lucky bounces. And Philip Deneau shutting down every star in every series. Yes. Like the fact that he shut down Matthews and Marner in series one, uh, Connor and Wheeler in season in series two, Mark Stone and Pacioretty in season three in uh, series four. And then he managed to shut Braden point down in the cup final. Like people forget that Tampa didn't win the cup because of Braden point. Like they, they won that on secondary scoring. And so where's Phil to now, Rachel? Um, he is in LA. Which is not, last time I checked, that is not Montreal. Not. So Montreal lost their most important center. Yes. Given what he brought to the team. Then they lost 
Shea Weber, who, like, we could say Jeff Petrie's a better defenseman, but Shea Weber is their most important one, and also their captain. Yes, and Shea Weber is, and we'll get into that, not to step on it, like, Shea Weber is unlikely to ever play again. Which is crazy. And then you lose literally the sole reason you went anywhere in the playoffs. Yeah. Which is Carey Price. And when you look at it, like, losing Weber and Price, who are two of your best leaders, that is also, like, that can't be understated, especially with such a young team. Like, you got really young guys in Suzuki, Romanov, Caulfield. Um, so that that is a huge problem. And so you go from 18th, and then you lose those three players. Like, you're probably going to get worse, which probably puts you at 22nd to 24th, which is kind of where I expect the Habs to finish. And the other thing, I don't know what the frig is happening with their coaching staff but i need i need to know mm-hmm. why need cole to know? caulfield is not on the top power play unit because personally i would play my best goal scorer on the power play okay can i just say for more though, than that 30 is, seconds that is that is not the most egregious power play usage we've seen this week because the most 100 percent would be paul maurice putting riley nash on pp1 <laughs> I saw that. over Ni- nikolai ehlers which <laughs> I wish you could see the meltdown that the the Jets fan in our in the Daniel Navy group chat had. Brad, shout out Brad. He He's like, literally their best player, and Paul Maurice will not play him he put on the Riley first power play unit. Nash on PP one mm. over that, and that like, but that's where like Cole Caulfield is straight up like your best goal scorer. Like I don't care about age or anything like that. He is like he, his shot is wicked. Like they they could have. The fact that they were able to that they were able to beat the Leafs in seven game series when they scratched Caulfield for those first two games is shocking beyond me. It contributes to my declining mental state for sure. But um, like it's this is it like Ducharme just got what a three year extension. Yeah, like maybe you wanted to hold off on that. Yeah, maybe like actually give him like a regular season. He had like half a half a COVID shortened year against only like six other teams and then got like unsustainably good goaltending from a from a goalie that like we I think the like the eye test and like analytics would say this is his last hurrah in that regard, I would say, like from being that good. And you double and also like they like they didn't coach themselves into the Stanley Cup either. Like, it wasn't like that no. guy was making shrewd moves. It was just like he the wasn't stars, Barry Trot. No, the stars aligned for them. And I don't know how. OK, how much does this does the cocking this losing cocking Yemi in all and not just like losing him as a player, but everything that surrounded that like they got dunked on essentially. And even how does that factor in? Because I feel like there's some some fragility around that organization now. Yeah. So I think it's not just cocking Yemi like it's. Out the door, like, you, in the cup final, you had, like, Nick Suzuki, Phil Deneau, Kotkaniemi, and and now you have, of that, Nick Suzuki, right? The Canadians didn't even friggin' play Thomas Tatar, which is shocking. That That's like a fireable offense right there. Uh, yeah, like, I, I don't understand. And what, you know what's what? the thought process behind that? Like, I, I, I'll I, say this. Thomas Tatar has looked pretty friggin' good in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. He could be one of the best signings of this crop. Like, it's... Woo. Um, 
And then like, you look at it and you're like, what? Are, what is going on here? Like, I, I honestly think it's this big brain, like, they're galaxy braining it. Oh, 100%. And they haven't scored a power play goal. Their penalty kill is 58%. Which is oh my God. shocking. That's like my grade in like grade nine applied French. And I was speaking to someone today who's like really in with the Habs. Mm-hmm. And he said, there is but one player who can say they have played well so far. And it's Jake Allen. Yeah. One Jake guy. Allen has kept them in. And even then, like, it's not, it's not like he's been incredible, but he's done like, you that's an ex- run out of the building by the buffalo sabers on night one like get out of here like that is that is that's gross <laughs> like that or night two sorry it was but night like two. Buff- buffalo's night one like buffalo the team without jack eichel that is literally on fire you got run out of the building oh it's it's like they got run out by have you looked at buffalo like their roster like from top to bottom and like, somehow that's not like, an NHL we'll, team. we'll get to this but like they're they're playing well they are, they are, but they're like also played against Montreal, Arizona, and Vancouver, who are three teams that will not make the playoffs. But that's like barely an NHL team, and they ran you out of like their what it was. It blew my mind. Like I, uh, this yeah, is it's... this is really bad. Like what happens from here? Because Bergevin came out. He spoke to obviously, like we talked about, never great when your GM has to talk to reporters four games in, and he said, you know, we're not going to make a roster move just for the sake of making a roster move, all that. But like. Where do you go from here? Because also they did sign like they did sign some they did spend some money this offseason. They signed some stop gaps like Mike Hoffman came in to score goals and obviously hasn't because they've scored three as a team through five ga- or through four games. Uh, they, they signed David Savard to assume some top like defensive minutes like this. This they have guys. But like what happens here? Well, the thing is, is like you signed David Savard, but David Savard, while he is obviously useful is not Shea Weber. No, even Shea Weber, like at the end of like even Shea Weber at the end of his rope, zero forwards except Drouin have more than a point. What? Like How where's, is where's Gallagher? that acceptable? Brendan Gallagher is playing on the third line again. What are you doing? Like, I want to the know deployment the is the deployment is terrible whether it's at even strength or on the power play it's awful the penalty killing is awful the power play is awful the defensive zone coverage is awful like <laughs> people are saying oh they're getting unlucky no they're genuinely bad yeah this is where I'm looking at it and I'm going like okay like if I was a beat writer like and I think this is this is the the benefit that you get as being a beat writer. Like it's it's easy for us to sit here and be like, all right, what are you doing with these line combinations? Because they're, they're outlandish, they're ridiculous. I want someone to actually ask Ducharme, be like, hey man, like like no judgment, even though it's bad. Like no judgment. What is your thought process behind you know Cole Caulfield on PP two and Brendan Gallagher on the third line on a team that you know cannot score? Like I want to know. What like what you're thinking here? Because there's no way that like a guy who gets paid to coach a hockey team can be putting this together. He can't think this is the right move. Yeah, Montreal is a mess. They rank bottom five or six in pretty much every metric. Like it's it's bad. And you like we went into this season being like Buffalo's going to be bad. Chicago is probably going to be pretty bad, even though they thought they were going to be pretty good. And like. Montreal has somehow managed to be worse than both. I, we knew that Montreal wasn't going to be good. 
per se. Like, yeah, but Montreal's like, been worse than Vancouver. Yeah. We knew that they weren't going to be good. We knew they were probably going to miss the playoffs. Most, like, almost certainly miss the playoffs, given the division they're in. We didn't know that they'd be inept at, like, completely offensively inept with, like, no defense, basically, and getting booed out of their own building on by the Buffalo, by, uh, you know, an ECHL team. Like, we didn't know that. And, like, they got rinsed by the Sharks. You want to talk about teams that, like, have a bunch of, like, crap floating around them and that are not good? Like, the Sharks not only ha- are a bad team, they, who, like, who... They have crum- Evander Kane. They have the Evander Kane, which we will get to next. Well, Actually, yeah, great, like, we should just go right into that. That's a great like, segue. Look at you, little Miss Broadcaster over here. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Evander Kane, the dumbest human being on planet Earth, I would say. Um, he is up there for sure. He's he's like in terms of like the Darwin Awards at the end of the year, he's up there for <laughs> sure because he was suspended 21 games. Um the the NHL couldn't find substantial evidence um to support suspending him for the alleged domestic um abuse stuff. Uh There or, is still a police investigation yep. going on as well. Want to make that very clear. That this does not exonerate him. This is just the <laughs> yeah. NHL was like Hey Us man, we're a, waiting for the police to do their thing, and then we may or may not do anything about it. Exactly. So the like, so the one terrible thing they couldn't find enough evidence for uh, to, to prosecute, basically. The second thing is that is you know he they couldn't find evidence on him betting on his own game, so that's nice. So then the third thing that he was getting investigated for, which which is you know in if if any if this was the only thing that someone's getting investigated for this third it thing, would be bad enough it would be bad it would be cause for ridicule but this is this, this is m- like the third most this, serious thing yeah. that he's getting like like this, this might is like be the, the lowest. three things it's the yeah. least serious and it was using it was and this is far and away known as the dumbest thing you can do in our COVID world in our in, it was using a fake. Vaccine passport. I honestly want to know if he put the name McLovin on his on his uh, fake vax because this is what I'm thinking. So here's the thing is like you're going to get caught like the NHL has worked with the CDC. They know who has and hasn't been vaccinated. And like as (laughs) dumb as the Canadian government is handling this. Yeah. Like, they at least have a reserve to say who has and hasn't been vaccinated. You're gonna get caught. This isn't Grace O'Malley, Gracie O'Malley's <laughs> on, like, a Friday night. Like, you can't just, like, flash a thing at a bartender and, like, walk in. It's not... Yeah. This is Like, this, this is, is not serious. a fake ID situation. Exactly. Like, you, what are you doing? This It's so stupid. And I honestly think the NHL was, like... Okay, we need to suspend him long enough to send a message, but short enough that he doesn't file a grievance. And he said he's not appealing the suspension. And I think part of that is because the San Jose Sharks already suspended him pre any of that. And I don't think he's going to be welcome back. Oh, oh yeah. So this this ties into the other thing because it would be worse. And okay, there are a couple things here. Um, so yes, he gets suspended for the 21 games. He releases a statement by the NHLPA that says, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm in counseling. Like I, I accept my you know, responsibility for this. I'm in counseling for it. Um, and I plan to return to the ice after this to which my first thought was, did we not? And you and I discussed this many times in the podcast, but like, did we not get many reports of the team being like, Hey, we don't want this guy back. Like most of the most of the stars, like meeting and exit meetings, being like, "Look, we had a terrible year. Yes, you know, it, it, did we crumble under the weight of our expectations? Yes. Are we one of the most disappointing cores in the NHL? Yes. Um, on top of all that, 
we don't want Evander Kane back near us anymore. Yeah, like we're with Evander Kane, we were going to finish bottom five and we still do not want him. It's very similar to what's going on with Ben Simmons right now in the NBA, which is the most fascinating, you know, storyline in sports, I would say right now. And if we were an NBA podcast, I feel like we'd have a lot of fun covering that. But like like they they there's no way that he's going to come back. No, like even if you listen, like a lot of times when guys like get suspended or whatever, they're like, oh, we can't wait to have him back. Like good guy in the room, this, that and the other. Like if you listen to Logan Couture or Brent Burns talk, they were even uh, Todd McClellan. All of them were like, yeah, OK, mm hmm. And kind of sounded not even kind of like they sounded as if we do not want him back. He is not welcome here. We do not like him. And like the amount of times the word bad guy has been thrown about with this guy. Yeah. Like it it doesn't do itself any favors. And like the fact like people want to say, oh, he was like suspended because he's a person of color. No, he's suspended because he literally submitted a fake vaccine card. There are a lot like, of there's a lot of bullshit like this. Like there's a there's the, a yes, lot of the NHL is still racist. We are like yes. fully yeah. There are a lot of instances of players getting suspended for prejudices like this. This is 100% not one of them. This is a guy who was accused of betting on his own games by a wife who he allegedly, you know, like abused and assaulted. And then on top of that, thought he was like thought he was above the law enough to use a, to essentially be a high school student trying to sneak into a dive bar and use a fake vaccine passport, which he had to have known would not have worked. Like there is there is something wrong in this guy's life, and I'm glad he's going into counseling. And obviously, you know, I don't I don't want to you know be sitting here diagnosing anyone, of of course. But there's definitely something going on here, whether it's a he, the people he surrounded himself with, or you know, like or even just something deeper than that, some deeper issues. I hope he's getting help for that because right now this is not a human being that's operating you know at a hundred percent mental capacity right now. And I you know hopefully he takes this time. But on top of that, like the Sharks can't void his contract, so they're gonna have to pay him. And whether and whether or not they can. And the thing is, too, is if he's healthy, he comes back, he's reinstated like they can't. Well, just that's pl- the other thing that people are. So they can't plunk him on LTIR there. You can actually sus- I believe the rule is if a player is unvaccinated, the team can actually choose to suspend them. Which really? is potentially what's happening with an individual in Vancouver. Ooh, a little um, tease. Yeah, so I believe they have the option to toll the contract or to just suspend and say you're not welcome here. Because think about it, like Columbus straight up told Zach Ronaldo, you can't come. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Islanders literally sent Bodie Wild to Sweden. To Siberia or yeah. to Madagascar, you know. Like yeah, it's- they may as well have sent him there, right? And so I, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think he plays for the Sharks ever no again unless unless the owner says he's playing like if the owner if Hasso Plotner says he's playing well then he's probably playing but where do the where does he go because he makes seven million dollars a year so it's not and half the teams in the league are in LTI right now like it's not like they can just ship him out anywhere and like you can't and you can't retain 100% of his contract like even Ottawa would be like we're not paying this guy 3.5 million dollars to infect our young players like we're not do, like this that's is, why I say I think you just you do what um you suspend him for being unvaccinated 
yeah, you still have to pay him if you suspend him. Um, unless there is, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I do think there's like a mechanism where if you're unvaccinated, the team, oh no, if you're unvaccinated, um, you can opt out or something like that. And then if you get COVID, the team can suspend you. So what, but what happens if he is vaccinated? Like what happens well, if during this time off, he, he decides to be a, the, I still think because there's a pending police investigation, you could suspend him pending that True. investigation. Which There's is, some I think, around. potentially the approach that they will take. Because police investigations, I mean, they take freaking forever. And this seems like something that could take a while. So if that's that investigation is still going on, then, then he's under criminal investigation. And at that point, you can suspend him. Because that's conduct unbecoming. That's very true. And that's in your contract. Like, you can't, you can't just be breaking the law. Right? You look like... Look at what happened with Slava Voinov. Right? Yeah. It's it's an ugly situation. It just seems like... I on I don't know if another team gives him a shot. No I way. really don't. I mean, look, there's definitely... Well, been, to be fair, we did have... like yeah. Montreal was... <laughs> he's going to end up in Montreal, isn't he? Oh, my God. He is so going to end up in Montreal. This is... It, there's... Dude, Then Montreal. he has to get vaccinated because in Canada, you're not allowed to fly without it. Now. Man, they're going to, like... He's going to go to Montreal. They're going to sign Voinov, call up Mayu. Like, it's going to be the, the, the Things worst. Things are great. It's going to be like, instead of the Avengers, it'll be the offenders. Oh. And, you know, like, it's just the worst possible thing. Like, the fact that Montreal is being linked, again, brought up before, like, Montreal is being linked to all these characters. I'm sure it's just pure coincidence. Oh, you know? Yeah. But, crazy. All right. Speaking of things that are crazy. I love that. That is the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business, and it's customized to your needs. You get a great-looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo Tungsten, W-O-O exclamation mark, because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass. And it was a no-brainer to do this on Shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments. In fact, if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on Shopify, go to wootungsten.com and you can see. And it's no wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash bluewire, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten, by going to shopify.com slash bluewire 
right now. That's shopify.com slash BlueWire. Buffalo is good now? Question mark? They're 3-0. Uh, just everybody settling down. Like, I got Dwayne from Buffalo messaging me planning the cup parade. I'm like, you just settle down over there. They haven't even played a real team yet. You know what, Dwayne? Make hard plans. You know, take that time off work right now. Get non-refundable deposits on, uh, on parties. Like, do it. It's almost a lock. They're making the cup. They're at least making the cup final. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I'm really happy to see it because... I mean, those fans have suffered. So, like, even a good start is fantastic. Their underlying numbers, like, they've given up the least amount of goals this year at five on five. Um, they've actually, I've watched a couple of their games. Um, I know I'm a glutton for punishment for even, like, trying to do that, but I watched yeah. the game against Arizona and the game against um, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And they, they were the better team in both games. Like, they were. And they defended the middle of the ice really well, which was a huge problem for them last year. Um, they attacked and like once they got, they were down two one against Vancouver and they scored the tying goal and you could just tell like the ice was tilted after that. So I don't know what's happening here. I think Don Granado deserves a ton of credit because mm-hmm. even dating back to last year since he took over, that's a different hockey team. Yeah, 100%. it's a different hockey team. And so, I mean, I think he deserves a ton of credit. Rasmus Dahlin looks much better tage thompson looks good dylan cousins looks good they're doing it without jack eichel without casey middlestat like let me say something they're not they don't look like a different hockey team they look like a hockey team <laughs> true they don't look like they're on fire exactly and you know rachel everything everything comes back to the joker for me and the what the sabers right now I, remind me of is um the scariest thing in the world which is a person, a man or a woman, with nothing to lose. You know, some, some men can't be bought, bargained, or reasoned with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. And the Buffalo Sabres have nothing to lose. Their fan base is already turned against them. They're, like, they're, you know, every, the league already knows they're the laughingstock of, of hockey and possibly professional sports. It's not like they're gonna they're gonna lose. It's not like they're gonna fray their relationship with their captain anymore and maybe drag them out of town because oh wait, they already did that. This is a team filled with guys who either have been derided as total busts, like or total overpaid bums in in Jeff Skinner and and all that, or complete unknowns. And I think that they are riding that way. It's three games in the season. They might you know they could lose. It's a, they're going to regress, guys. Exactly. Like, there's they're not distinct, making the playoffs. <laughs> oh, my God. No, 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 no. Not even close. But the, but I think that there is something to a team that's that goes, you know what? Who cares? No one had any expectations for us. And anything we do that is somewhat positive is house money. And I think that's what they've shown. Like, they've come out. Like, Vancouver, they have expectations on them now. Montreal, they have expectations on them this year. And they went... You know, do I look like a guy with a plan? And then, you know... So I took the Buffalo Sabres win total over 16 and a half. They're already at three. (laughs) I mean, you're going to make a pretty penny on that, I think. Because that, like, why not? Like, even if... Like, a catastrophic season for an NHL team is winning 20 games, right? Like, that's that's catastrophic. That's horrible. (laughs) Still over 16. Yeah. They're, they're what, like a sixth of the way there already? Like, to... to, Yeah, they're basically... 
I mean, yeah, basically. No, they're they're basically they're, a fifth of the way there. Like, yeah, it's, they're almost a quarter of the way there. One more game, you're a quarter of the way there. Like, yeah, like incredible. Like you, you could be getting your money by uh, by Christmas. Who knows? I did not think that a week and a half into the season we would be sitting here talking about the fact that and complimenting the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo is good. <laughs> Like, holy Because smokes. the last podcast we did, we literally talked about the, how they were a tire fire. Oh, yeah. The last podcast we did was, like, directly, like, circled around the fact of us, like, losing our minds about Buffalo being terrible. Um, all right. We teased it a little bit before. And speaking of, of, of potentially, you know, team suspensions, Travis Hamnick, he was placed on temporary leave by the Canucks. Um, you know, just to, they said to sort out personal matters. Look, this could be personal. Nothing's being confirmed. But this, uh, regardless of what's going on here, nothing's been confirmed. But if you know, this is one of those things. If you know, you know, I, Y, K, Y, K, you know, it's yeah. one of those. If situations. you know, you know, and yeah. I mean, Canucks fans got all over me and then literally like three days later, the team suspended him. So like, are you, like, are you, are you kidding? Like, it's ridiculous. It's honestly, yeah. I mean, and again, like, you ju- you signed him at the like at the end of August. How the hell did you not do this research? That's what I was just about to say. Is like you gave you not o- not only did you give him like one, you gave him you gave him a significant contract, like two years for three mil per, and you didn't once go, hey man, like you gonna show up, <laughs> like everything yeah. cool. And not even that, just like how they handled it. Oh, first day of camp. Oh, Travis Hammonick will be here in a couple of days. Um, that and was then, a month ago. And then it just got worse and worse. Like, and then Jim Benning, like after saying that, Jim Benning got angry that people were snooping around and everyone went, um, because you said he was going to be here like a week and a half ago and he's still not here. Like, what do you expect? It's a Canadian media market and Vancouver particularly likes to overreact and go berserk and like they're passionate fan base so if you're gonna lie to them like what do you expect i i don't get it i just don't like it like the thing this is this is this circle back to our conversation about all or nothing too is like just be up front with your fan base because they're gonna find these things out like the internet exists people are gonna be able to snoop around like nothing's a secret anymore you can't just bury you can't bury these things, you know, it, it like in newspaper clippings and stuff and just hope people don't read it. Like this is this is the real world, you know, like people like anyone can find out everyone. The Internet connects everyone, which, you know, a friend of a friend is going to know what's going on and, and then it'll spread like wildfire. And at the same time, like as an NHL organization who is committing six million dollars, six million United States dollar dollar which is even more in Canadian funds, which happens to be where the, the Vancouver Canucks are located. Um, yeah, it's like closer to seven, five. Exactly. How do you not, how do you not do even a mod? Like that should be the number one thing in our COVID world should be, Hey man, are you vaccinated before we send, before we, we sign you to something? Hey, yeah. Are you going to be able to play? Are you going to like, before we commit se- almost $7 million to you or probably even over that, are you going to be able to play for us and earn this money? Because here's the thing. The Vancouver Canucks came into, came into this season, you know, with, with the weight of expectations. They came into it with so many headaches, the Hughes and Pedersen thing, and they could have rode those victories. Um, the last thing they needed was a debacle. And they have one now. 
They, like, this debacles follow this team around. And they needed, they needed silence. They needed quiet. They needed steadiness. And they got none of that. And, tra- and they, they could have avoided it completely. Like, is Travis Hamnick going to make or break your team? No, no. he's a third-pairing defenseman. If so that... Who's, who's being paid more than that, but, like, you could yeah, have Yeah, but so is Tucker out. Pullman, so here we are. It's true. But you couldn't have gone out and friggin', uh, like, got someone off the waiver wire or something who was, you know, who, who wasn't going to cause this this kerfuffle. And, you know, you had to get Travis yeah, Hamnick, and then he had to do this. Stupid. It's just another, yet another blunder. Um, speaking of, of blunders, blundering your head into someone. <laughs> um, like, what is going on? What? Yeah. In so, the NHL right now, players would headbutt each other now. Yeah, like two. Like people are like Rasmus Anderson was fine for punching. I'm like, he full force headbutted he punched, a dude. Punched with his skull. Like yeah, <laughs> he also punched. But the fact that he the punch connected before the head apparently was like the make or break thing. I'm like, I don't care. He forcefully put his head like in a position to headbutt someone, and then Pavel Buchnevich went. Cuckoo banana brain and oh my God. jump headbutted someone. It, he literally jump headbutted someone. I it was shocking. It's weird to like when someone gets into a fight and leads with their head. Like Well, and even like Marcus Felino Superman punched Brendan oh my Dillon. God. I was just about to say that. That like, is what is going on? Are people just like like people are just rowdy to start this season and they're John using Gibson like has like 44 career penalty minutes and apparently like 25 of them are on opening night or something like that. Like what and is he, he got doing? another one and he got another one for and it wasn't for tripping. It was for roughing. Like <laughs> he literally put someone in a headlock. Like it's one thing for like a goalie to like be tried to, trying to clear the puck and like accidentally flips over the glass or like goes outside the trapezoid or like accidentally trips someone when trying to poke check them whatever. No, no he, he roughed like, them. <laughs> like yeah, he, he like literally straight up put a guy in a headlock. Like got, got into a scuffle. Freaking wild right now. What is what is happening? What is what is what is the world coming to? Like it, it, everyone has lost their minds. Like lost their minds. People honestly, it's like oh my god, fans are in the building again, and like. This is, let me just say, this has been an extremely entertaining start to the season, both on the ice and off. There's been so much stuff that's been going on, you know, whether like players it's requesting rowdy. trades, this, that, whatever. And then, and then when the actual puck drops, we got guys headbutting each other, you know, doing Mortal Kombat moves on each other. In, in, Buffalo's in like fights. winning, like Buff- Buffalo's winning games. Like, I, like where, you know, dogs and cats are, are, are becoming friends. Pigs are flying. This is ridiculous. And I don't like know Tampa what's going and Florida on. having line brawls. Like, it's now I think we knew that wild. Keep Rachel. They're in they're They're, they're in Florida. There are a bunch of Florida men. We knew <laughs> we Florida man's. I think I think we knew what was what was going to happen there. But it's it's nuts. Um, speaking of the Florida man's, the lightning, um, they they're put. F- I love the lightning. <laughs> I mean, the lightning just they do it right. Um, whether it's number one <laughs> troll job, they on like keep in mind, how much how much would you say a, a, a like a Stanley Cup ring costs like okay, one Stanley so Cup the ring? TFC's MLS Cup ring, which was uh, like obviously TFC's owned by the same people who own the Leafs. That shit was opulent, and it was about forty five grand. Whole like per ring, per ring. How much do you think it cost for the Tampa Bay Lightning? To to in, engrave or not engrave, but like put the words number one bullshit on <laughs> each Stanley Cup ring. I don't know, but it was worth every penny. Yeah, it, it, every 
a lot penny. of money. A lot of money. They and literally like on the end. So they have like this really cool. The Milwaukee Bucks have a really cool ring too. But like that do. thing is, it's too big. Like I will be. I'll be honest. Like the rings are. They're too big nowadays. You can't wear them. No, I, they're not. They're I would not, rather. I would rather a watch. Money. Buy me a friggin' Rolex. And just engrave like Stanley Cup champions on it. Just buy me a Rolex. Put my number on it. Off we go. See ya. Like That's I don't want sick. something. Think about it. Like. You can't wear that anywhere. Oh my god, no. It's You're gonna, gonna get, get stolen. You're gonna <laughs> get robbed. Like you can't you can't wear that anywhere. And so I like the the approach of maybe the pendant where like you can wear it as like bling or whatever. Like you're not wearing this to the bar or anything. Like they've made it so that you can't even No. Show it off. Right? And so for me I would I'd prefer a watch, but the lightning like ring opens and on the open it says like process over results uh, something something and then it, it says number one bs in the ring and that alone is incredible the greatest because, thing ever because they literally released this the day after nikita kucherov went back on ltir <sighs> now i will point out like they didn't plan for that <laughs> yeah, like they're not doing and he is going to come back in season. So they're not just yeah. going to like acquire Jack Eichel and be like, la di da. Like, but holy shit, they could, though. And it's we we should point out that it ah. is gen, it is generally bad for the league to like not have one of its top five players playing like it's bad. It's been really bad. The la- like, he, you know, it, the world, the world didn't have a, a global play going around the last time Nikita Kucherov was was a healthy hockey player, you know, like. Yeah. And so, like, it, it sucks. We don't want Nikita Kucherov to get hurt. But for the memes, Nikita Kucherov going back on LTIR is incredible theater. And also, let me just say, like, the 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 lightning as well, like, they're not this is not like a cheat for them. Like they're they, they lost a lot of depth over the offseason. They're and not they also thrilled. want Nikita Kucherov to play. <laughs> exactly. They're not thrilled about their best player being injured for the whole season or like for a lot of the season. Like this is not they're not like they're not like, oh, hell yeah, we can put Kucherov on, on LT. No, they're like, God damn it. We lost Nikita Kucherov again. Like it's. It's not yeah. good. Although that means so someone sent me. Oh, my God. This is going to be our. Ugh. One of the greatest things, and we were we're gonna tweet it out. It'll be in the podcast tweet. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone read Franklin growing up. I certainly did. Or but watched someone Franklin. Photoshopped the Franklin gets sick uh, book to um, Franklin goes on LTIR to circumvent the cap, and, and it's just Franklin <laughs> sitting in a bed with like a thermometer in his mouth and like a and like, like a all wrap. wrapped up in a cast. Like it's it's incredible. It's and then you you add the caveat of the number one bullshit on the ring, and it's just it's brilliant. Like, well done, Lightning. Play the heel, play the villain. Like you are your back to back cup champs. That's what you are. You are the villain. Everybody's trying to beat you. You're Bowser in Bowser's castle. Yeah. And I'm I love it. They they really went full send into that in the same way that Carolina went full send into trolling the Habs. Wait, okay, you brought up Bowser and, like, Mario stuff. Have you heard, just a quick aside, have you heard all the hubbub around the casting for the uh, for the Mario animated movie? Yes. So did you hear Chris Pratt's Mario quote? No. Oh, my God, it's incredible. Okay, so Chris... <laughs> 
So Chris Pratt was, uh, so Chris, yeah, Chris Pratt was, was cast as Mario, which doesn't make any sense because Mario was an Italian man and Chris Pratt is very not. Um, and so he was talking about whether or not he'd be using his voice, like be using the like, it's a me, a Mario. And he goes, um, <laughs> and he basically goes like, no, I'm not going to be using like, I'm not going to be using the uh, uh, like, like the, the Italian, the Italian accent, because in this movie, Mario is going to be normal. <laughs> no, the whole purpose of Mario is that he is Italian. <laughs> No, but like implying that Italians aren't normal. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the other thing. You just angered a whole lot of Italians. Like, way to go. Like, no, I'm not going to be Italian. I'm going to be normal. Like, I just found that so funny. Like, oh, my God. Crazy. All right. Speaking of things that are not normal. And this is our last our last little bit of the podcast before Rachel and I go to bed. Um, no, no, no. Rachel is going to get drunk. Okay, before Rachel gets blackout drunk on yeah. her own and then goes to bed. Hopefully not in a ditch or anything uh, uh, later in the Man, night. Man, there's no ditches bender. downtown. That's true. So, like, a gutter, um, a sewer a grate, a park, anything. Ah, you know, this terrible government's put so much, uh, uh, like, anti-homeless architecture all over the parks. There's no way. All right. Anyway, um, Vitaly Kratsov wants out. He was the ninth overall pick in 2018. He's 21 years old, making an ELC, so it should be attractive for, for any and, team. And and the Rangers want a top six forward back in return. That's not how it works. You don't get to say this guy's not good enough to play in the NHL, but if we're going to trade him, we want a guy who can play at the top of our lineup. That is not how things work. Like, I can't, I can't go and be like, oh, I bought this, like, TV, but it doesn't, you know, like, it, it's malfunctioning. All right, I can't go on to Kijiji and be like, all right, I will swap this TV for a better model. Like, it doesn't, that's, that's not yeah. how trading and, and maneuvering works. Yeah, like, I would, you know what? Like, I'm sure you, as yes. a Leafs fan, yeah. would love a couple years ago if Nikita Zaitsev were traded for, like, a top-end defenseman. Yeah, you know, but like, like, like you can't uh, do that. That's not how it works. I would have loved Nikita Zaitsev to be traded for like top end defenseman, you know, like a like a Damon Severson, for example, you know, like like someone like that. I think that would have been great. And but that's not how things work. Damon Severson would actually look really good in Toronto now that I think about it. Oh, I think he, he looked great in this podcast. I'm sure he'd look great in Toronto, too. Shout out Yells. Damon. He scored in his first game the other night. Friend of the show, that's, Damon. That is our boy. That's our boy. This is the Damon Severson fan club. Yeah. But like you can't like it would be different if you drafted like if New Jersey were to trade Alexander Holtz or Minnesota were to trade Marco Rossi. There is an expectation that in the next couple of years, this guy will be at the top end of those those teams respective lineups. So if you're trading for a pending unrestricted free agent or whatever the case may be, those might be guys that you include because there's that expectation. Kravtsov mm -hmm. is already a few years removed from his draft, has shown, or I mean, I'm not going to say that the Rangers gave him that big of a chance because we'll get He's into this. 20. They're ass at developing. Games. Right. You can't say, oh, we don't want him in our top six. We want someone else instead. What I think is a good trade Okay. I have one. Because what is something it? similar is happening in Ottawa. 
Yes. Oh, I know exactly where you're going with this. This is a very good. I would good. do Kravstoff for Brandstrom. I think that's perfect. I think that makes so much sense. DJ Smith clearly doesn't like Eric Brandstrom. Uh, Ottawa could use some more help up front. I mean, they're still rebuilding, but he fits that timeline. He Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, Thomas Shabbat, Tim Stutzler. Like, he's in that age bracket. And if you're not going to play Brandstrom, you might as well get someone who's at high end that that will play. Yeah. Like right? Krasko. And then you've got in in New York, you got Eric Brandstrom. And he doesn't have to play at the top end of your lineup. Right? He can still be a contributing NHL player. You can maybe develop him because New uh, New York actually does a decent job with their defensemen. You look at Keandre Miller, Niels Lundqvist, like they've got a good eye for talent on the back end. It's up front. They're a friggin' tire fire. Oh yeah. Right. You look at Leas Anderson, a mess who they had to get rid of. Viltali Kravzov, a mess they had to get rid of. I was just um, about to say, okay, so let me, let's go through real quick. The Rangers draft history, like just in terms of first round picks. And you can even limit that to top 10 picks. I know? even, so, so the reason I know where this is going is because this is actually, I'm currently writing about the okay. Rangers being terrible in my thesis. So please run them off. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Okay. This is perfect. So, so like they, obviously they, they picked, you know, Brennan Othman, like you can't, like whatever you can't. I think really, that I think it's a fine pick. I think it's a fine pick, but it's like he just got picked. Like you can't judge that. You whatever. don't know. Alex Lafreniere is playing better, but let's just be clear. Like he did not have a good rookie year last year. Capo Caco was drafted second overall. Has not looked good so far. Then the year before, Vitali Kravtsov. You know, played. They gave him a twenty game stint with like minimal ice time. He scored four points in that, and now they're gonna maybe send him away again. Then you got uh, you got Leas Anderson, you know, who like straight out refused to even be, you know, like near <laughs> them anymore. And exactly. went back to Sweden. And then even in that same in that same year, Philip Chittle, who's fine. But, you know, like, yeah, it, Philip Beetle is or a Heedle, sorry. third line guy. And then, yeah, exactly. But like that's a fir- like that's a f- first round pick that you that you got him for. And, you know, like that's not great. And then they didn't have a first round pick dating back into the 2012 draft, which they took Brady Shea, and then they traded him. And then even before that, they had JT Miller traded him away. And then before that was Dylan McIlrath. Dylan McIlrath. I remember McElrath. that pick. Oh, my McElrath, God. McIlrath, McIlrath. So that, so let's, suffice to say, the Rangers have not exactly been drafting uh, uh, prodigies. No. I, all of their top picks have either underperformed since coming in, they've, or they've driven them away. Now, to be fair, I think the Alexi Lafreniere one, you need to give him more oh, time. Yeah. He was, they didn't he's make a bad better. pick there. He was clearly the number one prospect. And he's playing better. Right. So Lafreniere, we're not like, you can't audit that. Brennan yes. Osman, obviously you can't audit. Keandre Miller's been very good. Yes. Niels Lundqvist looks really good. Both defensemen. But Leas Anderson, Vitaly Kravtsov, Philip Edel, like they yo-yoed Philip Edel, don't forget. So yeah, they screwed they up that everyone. development. Yeah, stop the reason why guys. It's literally ridiculous. Like New Jersey did it with Pavel Zaka. How did that go? Ottawa's doing it with Brandstrom. Ottawa's doing it with Brandstrom. Uh, It's just honestly, let them play. Like Vasily Podkolzin is literally a healthy scratch tonight for the Canucks. What? Yeah. Why? Like why? It's it's stupid. Like, at least I'll give L.A. a ton of credit because they do a fantastic job developing their guys. Same with Anaheim. 
Drysdale and Zegers aren't getting yo-yoed. One guy's the top line center, one guy's the top pairing defenseman, and they didn't bring him up until they thought they were ready. Quinton Byfield played in the, o- in the AHL last year. Didn't get brought up until they thought he was ready, and then he unfortunately broke his leg. Yeah. But, like, this is how you do it. You don't go up, down, up, down, up, down. That's not... No one's going to get confidence doing that. And that's what they've done with their forward prospects. And it's it's stupid. It's extremely stupid. Like, the whole... Like, re- and, like the whole Capo Caco why- didn't need to play right away. You could have just left him in Europe. Oh, yeah. And the whole reason why Krasov wants out is because they're attempting to yo-yo him. And I think... Like on top of that too, I I think maybe he's seen what they've done with other prospects, and he's he's trying to get out before they ruin him. Like he still has value; he's still able to go to a team, and he is like if they yo- like keep in mind they could just yo yo him like this for the next two years. It's and then he's a lost asset who might not even get a chance to to build his career up anymore. Like he's he's doing this to protect himself. Like the Rangers, I, like and this is it's spanned multiple different brain trusts too. Like, this is not just a Chris Drury issue. This is not just a Jeff Gordon issue. Like, this, you know, like, this, it, sprained, it spanned multiple different, like, regimes. No, this is, still, like, this is a Rangers thing. Yeah. It's it's their brand is to, like, just screw prospects. Like, the fact that Keandre the Miller's... Goal, the only prospects they don't screw up are their goalies. Yeah. But even, like, Keandre Miller, it's a miracle that he's playing well. Like, he's, you know, especially with all the crap that he was subjected to playing next <laughs> to a racist teammate. Like... You know, yeah. and getting bullied and stuff by but him. I, like, I think that New York's development of their goalies has more to do with Alaire than it does with their development system because goalies normally like they they don't get touched by the development coaches. Like that's a goalie and only goalie thing. Good. And like you saw it, Shishterkin uh, didn't get brought up too early. Georgiev didn't get brought up too early, and it wasn't until that like one of them legitimately outplayed Henrik Lundqvist. Mm-hmm. That they allowed them to take the net, right? They they legitimately made Shashorkin under like take the job. It yeah. wasn't just here. They didn't right? make and him so, the heir apparent. They were like, you have to wrestle this away. Yeah, you're not you're not King Igor. You're you're the prince. You gotta earn it. You gotta wait. Like even now, you're like the humble jester. Like you haven't earned even prince yet. Like you're young. Yeah, like you're you're not the crowned prince. You're just like the yes. born prince. Exactly. Yes. Anyways, that's that's it. That's the show. Yeah, sorry we missed last week. Life got extremely busy, but we will be back and and moving forward. Um, all right. The podcast is is a podcast that you can find on Spotify, iTunes, you know, uh, uh, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all all that fun stuff. It's there. Twitter, you can find Rachel at, on Twitter at Rachel Dory. The podcast on Twitter at Staff Graf. Me on Twitter at Mikey Stevens eighty one. Podcast uh, has merch at Redbubble. Redbubble.com slash Staff and Graf Shop. Go buy our merch. Support us. It'll be great. And leave us a nice review um, on any of those lovely platforms. And if you don't want to leave us a nice review, um, you can always uh, uh, get bent. But also. At least make it entertaining enough uh, in a negative review for us to laugh at you. Um, Rachel, before we head out, before you get blisteringly drunk and well-deserved, should I say, um, anything to leave the listeners with? Wear a mask, get vaccinated, and make sure you tip well. Mm -hmm. And don't yo-yo your prospects. That too. Mm -hmm. All right, we will see you soon. 